0: So I'm sitting here with Rachel Portman. Rachel, thank you so much for uh, chatting today.
1: I'm, I'm delighted to be here.
0: Um, so I'm a huge fan of your work. I have been you know, listening to your music you know, my entire life. And it's uh, just such an honor to sit here and talk with you. And I'd love to kind of start off simply um, you know, talking about your background, going back to your childhood. What were kind of the early memories you had of discovering music, and at what point in your life did it turn more of a, a hobby and into an actual career?
1: Um, well, you know, as a kid, um, I, I I took piano lessons and, um, you know, I, I'm the last of five children and it became clear quite quickly to my mum that I was catching up with the, my older (laughs) sisters, Um, and so she, she found me a really good, um, local piano teacher. And then she started me on the violin and the recorder and um, so I had a lot of input from from my mother, which was amazing because she wasn't a musician, but she loved music. And so her, she sort of like had, you know, was feeding her passion for music through me, really. And um, yeah, and so I studied music. Um, it was my main thing at school. And I, you know, I, I started writing um, pieces when I was about 13, 14, before I was actually uh, sort of good enough at um, tricks. You know, really, to write it out, write out my pieces. Um, so it was sort of quite early, and then that that developed, and I was taking it quite seriously by the time I was about 17. Oh, wow. um, and so I went, I, I went to university, and I read, I read music. I went to Oxford, and I did composition there. And um, and while I was there, I made a a, a a choice which set me out on a film on on, on sort of like a film career, which was that. Um, before that, I'd been writing music that was essentially classical or concert music, I guess you'd call it. And then I, I was discouraged by my tutor because what I was writing was um, quite um, melodic and tuneful. And he said, no, no, you shouldn't be writing music like that. It should be really modern and really intellectual. And um, so I, and and that didn't really interest me. So I started doing lots of theatre, student theatre, and then um, and then a bunch of students made a film. Um, This was still while I was at university, so I must have been about 21. And um, amazingly, this this film had a lot of people who've gone on to have careers in film, a lot of them. Um, But notably, it had Hugh Grant in it. Um, He he wasn't the main character in it, but he was sort of of one of the main characters in it. Um, (laughs) And and, and I thought, this is what what I'm going to do with my music. This is what I want to do. So that was my springboard to to getting into um, writing for, for the screen, which, you know, became th- then my real focus you know, for, for many, many years. And, you know, it, it sort of since, well, I don't know, in the last, um, I don't know, 18 years or 15, 18 years, I've, I've written, I've diversified again, and I've written an opera and a musical and, you know, an oratorio and, and sort of concert works, and now my album as well. Yes. So I've, um... I've, I've sort of, I've run along parallel tracks for, for a bit.
0: So why, yeah, why, so I guess the question would be, why music? Why not biology or architecture or, you know, business or, or law? Why, why, did, why did music, I guess, appeal to you? Well,
1: you know, who knows? It, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I it, it, I mean, it's like, why do we, we all, we all sort of gravitate towards what we love. And um, I was just, you know, I thought I could do it. And I and also, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else I would have done. Frankly, no, I would. I I don't know what I would, I would, I would have, I mean, there are lots of things I actually would have liked to have been an artist, Um, but Mm -hmm. you couldn't study art and music. It was just one or the other, always, Um, like most people at most schools. So, you know, music, I was, I could do it. I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed writing. I I needed, I needed to write. I needed to play music. So it was sort of, it was sort of like a calling as well, I think, you know, where, where you, you can't leave something alone. You have to keep going back to the piano. It's
0: yeah. a bit like that <laughs> I know that feeling yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so uh thinking about kind of the early stages of your career um I know that when maybe you scored your first film or your first projects did you were you nervous when you kind of started stepping into that world or did you have confidence in yourself and were you like oh I got this like what were your kind of emotions going through the early part of your career
1: well there were di- there were different stages i mean I remember i you know, it was a dream of mine to go to L.A. and be hired on a studio film. And I'm just trying to think how old I was. I think I was ooh um, I must have been about 31 or 32 and eventually, and I got this break and it was for a film for Fox called Used People. And I just remember the flight over there being in tears because it was like, having wanted this so much, I was like hang on a minute, I can't do this, I just can't do this, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it was, but maybe I've suddenly lost my nerve, but of course I didn't really lose it, um, so yeah, in the early days, it was, it, it, it seemed all, you know, you know, terribly, um, you know, really exciting, but, you know, I, to, I obviously take it incredibly seriously, and so yeah. I think with that, i you know, I was nervous, I wanted it to get right, to, to, to get it right, and you know, and there was always that thing of coming up with a theme on a film, which you have to do, and searching for that theme, and the difficult days when you haven't yet found it. And I had no real experience yet, so mm. I think I was quite, um, quite sort of, um, sort of anxious about it all going to be. If everything was going to be all right, everything did turn out all right, always. But yeah. um, you know, my my work ethic was so strong; I was so determined to do it, and. Um, and I hadn't had any training, so even though I, I knew how to write music, I hadn't been to a film um, music course. There wasn't, there was barely such a thing. Well, nothing like that existed in England, and I think there was only one place in California where you could, where you could go and study film music. So you know, I I had I, I was doing, it and still am purely on instinct Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so yeah, so you know, I mean, and it is. It's very, and and I. Yeah, I've very much learned my craft by on the jobs that I've done. Um, but you know, as the films got bigger and the stakes got higher, <laughs> you know, it it's scary. You're you're in charge of a, a department. Yeah. The thing, you know, you, you've got you, you know, I had on, on that film, you people, I had a huge orchestra on it. Um, you know, and I and. In, and then, in, in those days, I didn't have an orchestrator, so I did it all myself, and I wrote it all myself, which was fine, it was a very complicated um, orchestration as well, I mean, sort of like very detailed, not complicated, but very, very detailed, and, you know, the kind of thing that that wouldn't happen now, pictures became locked, yeah. and so they were, they stayed stable, <laughs> and so, you, you know, you have, I, I, I had
0: a, I can't remember, I probably had three weeks to orchestrate it all, so it never did great. that's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, so, did, did you ever live in LA, or did you just would come to work and then come back to the UK?
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 I came, I came to LA for quite a lot of projects. I never lived in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I did in New York, um, working on some films. You know, not not for more than much more than a year or anything at a time. But right. um, no, I never, I never lived in LA. I came, I just came to visit. I'd no, come ne- spend like a couple of months here and there and that kind of thing.
0: And I think that's amazing because I think there's this conception that you have to go to L.A., you have to move to L.A., you have to relocate to L.A. To, to build a career, but you've successfully done that staying, you know, in the U.K. Can you talk about maybe if there's any composers out there who feel that they have to be there? And today's, you know, with technology and everything, is it's possible, of course, to build a career outside of Los Angeles.
1: Yes, it is. No, I know there is still is that perception that you go to L.A., and I know people who've gone to – I know many people who said, right, time to go to L.A., and off I go to L.A. um, You know, I don't know what to say, really, because I just sort of really – found my own path and mm, yeah. um, you know for the, the, there was a period of years when I I'd never, I, I never I got, never got any work in the UK at all on film no mm. no no British films which which is not the case anymore and it was just because the whole perception of was what I was out that I was out there when in fact I wasn't I was in London the whole time yeah um, and you know I made the decision not to move to LA um, you know I had a family I've got three daughters, and um, I decided that, um, uh, that that I wanted to bring them up in, in London or, or in England anyway, and um, and that, I, I, you know, I would travel out to L.A. and work on any film, you know, and if someone wanted me to camp out there for a long time once my children were sort of not movable, um, I, I had to turn things down. I turned on, you know, but, but many, many directors didn't mind me not being there. Because I'd come out, I'd have the important meetings, right. you know, like I do still now. Come out, you have the, the meetings, and you know, essentially, a composer writes, needs, they need to be alone. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, and most it's interesting, most composers, not all by any means, but, but a lot of them are, you know, quite solitary people. They're quite happy to be on their own. So, you know, I, I can't see the point of me being in LA, sort of talking to people and going to this and going to that, because... <laughs> I'd be terrible
0: at it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all those parties where you're forced to interact with people. We're all, you know, we're all oh, inclusive okay. and <laughs> reclusive people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, if we, I, I would love, you know, you have such an amazing and diverse filmography from your career, and if we would spend hours and hours if we went through every single one. So maybe if we just talk in kind of general terms, I'd love to kind of get into your approach a little bit. And I love to start off because I love to ask uh, composers this same question because it always generates such a unique answer. Um, Where does the first note come from for you? When you first sit down and you've been hired on a project, where do you go to find that first kind of spot of inspiration? Do you look at, do you wait for the final cut of the film? Do you like to maybe talk to the director? Do you just go for a walk? I mean, kind of where do you go?
1: Come from? I don't know. I think it comes from, this is a really strange answer, but I think it comes from forgetting. Hmm. I think if you try too hard, you know, nothing comes. You're sort of kind of forcing something. If you're talking about yeah. the first good note, it comes, it, it just pops into your head. But as a result of all the, all the work that you've done, as you've, you kind yeah. of stand, you stand outside the film, you stand outside the project. You know i might I often have a sense of what key it needs to be in the main the main theme mm-hmm. um and i'll and i'll look at the film and I'll select bits of the film that really speak to me that sort of like offer something back and i'll and, and then maybe say three or four um sort of sections of the film that speak to me where music can breathe that kind of thing or something will give me an idea and i and so i sort of I, I go from one to the other and hop hop around until mm-hmm. so i uh, until i Forget what I'm doing, basically, and um, and it it it's that whole thing where writing happens for anybody, any kind of writing. I think where you get inspiration, which is you can't force it, and it just happens. But it is as a result of all the work that you put in up until that point.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, people have often asked me, you know, so so you know, what do you do if it's not going well and that kind of thing? And I say, well, you know, I. I sit and I wait and I stay at the piano and I watch and I am still I st- I stay with it because it's you know obviously you do need break but it's it's the time that you spend on something that that gives the reward in the end I think.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, do you find the writing process is it is it hard? I know some people crank over it or does it come natural to you? Do you once you get the, those ideas, do they just start flowing out of you, or is it more of a, a process to find them?
1: Um, well, once once I have my you know it, it, it's like um once i have the language that, that the film is going to be in or the melody i can write really quickly
0: mm.
1: i mean you know i write I, I work really really fast i mean i i mean i write fast but um but only when i've got the essence of what it needs to, and then or you know so, so it's a bit like a tree once you get the trunk i can do all the branches yeah. that go off and all the bits of music that need to happen everywhere yeah you know, the only the only um uh impediment to that is the director and abusers yes. who say well i'm not quite sure about that or we like we we'd like you to sort of do more as this happens or that and then and then that's you know could drive you crazy yeah absolutely or, or you, you know you're you're like you craft something and then it's like no can, and how many ways can you cut a piece of cloth? well the answer as many film composers know is hundreds yeah
0: so i mean yeah sp- speaking of directors uh um i mean you've worked with some, such a variety of different directors over your career um if you could boil down and create your your perfect director like what were some what were, what are some characteristics that you as a composer love to see in a director what like traits or personalities that you make your job easier
1: okay well well so the uh I, part of that would be part of the perfect director would definitely be Jonathan Demi. Mm-hmm. who is sadly no longer here. Yeah. Um uh and that would be because he was so exciting to work with and he was he, he he was always reaching for something extraordinary and different and and you know, he'd try this, try that, you know, he'd 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 make me go out on a limb that I would never would normally go and and you know was a wonderful man. So he would be part of it. There's there's someone I work with um uh Couple of times, maybe three times. Called Lerna Scherfig, who's a Danish director. She did um, one day, and more recently, their finest. I worked with her on that, and I like working with her because she's really intelligent about music, and you know, and, and she she pushes me again, pushes me to do my best. Yeah. Um, there's several people. I mean, you know, so she would be ideal. Oh gosh, um, yeah. I mean, it was fantastic working with Roman Polanski again. He's 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 extremely knowledgeable and confident in using music um and so he he's very happy for me to say well this is what piano's going to be like I can collect him on the piano he said fine um you know I'm, I'm not worried about how you to orchestrate it I know you'll know whereas you, you know that, that some directors are very unconfident they have to have you, you know uh, they can't articulate what it is that they want mm, so you yeah. they have, they have to they have to hear it 10 different ways or whatever so, you know, that you know, I've worked with so many directors, you know, Lasty Hustrum's also great. Um obviously Doug McGrath, who I yes, did Doug. Emma with, other films as well. Um, he's he's delightful to work with. Um he's he's hugely funny and he he, he really likes what I write and, and, and um but but he also pushes me to, to you know, he taught me about writing music for comedy. Um so <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Lots of different ones. If they could all be mushed
0: up into one, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so speaking of Doug, I um, mean, you, yeah, you've built a really great relationship with him, uh, f- of course, from Emma and onward. Um, how has that relationship changed over the course of the, the few films you've done? To, does it get easier or does it get maybe even harder to, to work with someone because maybe he, he knows all your, your tricks and stuff. And he goes, <laughs> Oh, Oh, Rachel, I, I know what you're doing here. No, go push this way or something. <laughs> well, well
1: you know, he he never gives me that impression that he knows. Of, you know, I mean, he I think he genuinely likes the way I might respond to what he's doing. I think, and I think you know, the reason our relationship has been good is because, um, you know, we're kind of in tune with each other. And and you know, when you have a relationship like that with a director, it's fantastic because, you know, you you know, I uh, I wouldn't have said this, you know, however many years ago it was, but I feel now that we're kind of friends because we're sort of always. Yeah of an age, but, but <laughs> um, you, you know, so so we have a very, we, we have a, an easy relationship now, so no,
0: it's good. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned how he kind of taught you maybe about scoring comedies. Uh, for different genres of film, uh, do you have a different approach? Like, is a drama a different approach to comedy than you? I mean, does it require yeah. Different, different, yeah.
1: Definitely. Well, I mean, I'm doing a comedy at the moment, and um, it, you know, it, a completely different thing to doing a drama. Um, you know, it's, it, it's a lot about tempo and rhythm with, um, with comedy. Um, and, and also comic beats, you know, where drama, I tend to be, you, you, it, it tends to be much broader. You have much sort of bigger, little bit perhaps, I don't know. I mean, every film is different, but um, right. the approach is completely different. For the two yes, of them. And yes. then com- comedy needs, it's is very specific, and yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of um, generic comedy music and music that um, in, tell, tells the audience, hey, this is funny, you know, right. and there is a certain kind of music that you, you do see quite a lot, or you hear quite a lot, which is, which is like, yeah, everyone, you're going to enjoy this. And whilst it's also important to, you know, to, to write music that says, yes, you can enjoy it. That shouldn't be the thing that you're, you know, to me, it stands out a mile, but then I'm super, I'm super um, aware of music and film.
0: Yeah. I mean, comedy just seems very, uh, it's so meticulously crafted and music can very much get in the way because it's a lot of performance editing, you know, and and timing and, and comedy is subjective too. So it's very difficult to make something land. So I, 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 you know, I don't envy composers who have to find a way to make that work. It seems like such a huge challenge. (laughs) Um, uh, so for, for writing overall is, is, uh, is writing ever autobiograph- autobiographical for you? And, 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 and when I say that, I mean like when you're, say you have to tap into a certain emotion, whether it's like maybe a death scene or a joyful scene, do you ever reach back into moments of your life and go, well, I've, I experienced something like this. I know the emotional state, or do you just simply look at the film and kind of become an actor yourself and just try to play the part?
1: I mean I don't think I don't think I ever I don't think I ever think oh gosh this reminds me of something that happened in my life and mm-hmm. therefore this is the music for it but I think I think um you know writing music that is basically storytelling music which is what film music is right. in, in, you are you're always drawing on your own emotions and what you've come across in life and you know, I'm really interested in in um in you know the whole um, the art of attuning to a particular scene so that you can actually write the music for it and it's and, and it's an art and it's also you know it's something that's yeah uh, i mean you have to feel something in yeah. order to be able to create it you've got to be able to you, you know to to respond and actually resonate with it, and then something comes out of it so it's a sort of kind of it's a kind of meeting of between you, the writer, and and the material. Um, that would be my answer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, kind of, uh, we were talking about directors a little bit and how they can, you know, steer and make your work go in different directions. But when it comes down to it, uh, when you have to sit down with a director for the first time and present your first piece of music, is that still nerve-wracking for you? Is it still? Do you still feel? Is it a vulnerable experience to have to? show somebody and then immediately either be rejected or critiqued, you know, in a sense like that.
1: Yes. I mean, it, it is a, it, it's a, it's an offering of um what you're giving them. It's an offering of, uh you know, it, 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 it's an artistic offering. So yeah, yeah. you do, uh, you do feel worried. Um, You know, you're hoping it's going to go all right. And, you know, they are, they have final say. Right. You can't say, I'm sorry, but I'm, you know, not Going to change that. I mean, that's, that's another thing we have to do as film composers is you know, we have to be good collaborators, yeah, um, and you know, going. And if something isn't quite right, well, then we then we go back to the drawing board and we try again,
0: absolutely. Um, so uh, a big film of, of course of your career was Emma, and which was a big moment in your career. And uh, not only did you form a great working relationship with Doug McGrath, but you also won an Oscar, uh, you know, for the score which of course you were the first uh, female composer to ever win an Oscar. Um, but going back and looking at Emma, what were your memories of, of working on that film and, and how do you look at, look back at it now?
1: Well, it's interesting. Um, the Academy did a screening of it um, uh, on the big screen. Um, they, they've been doing screening Oscar winning scores um, with, with films. And so I went along to it and it's sort of so many years since I'd seen it. And I was, I was, you know, I heard it in really fantastic sound because, mm-hmm. you know, in this really good cinema, and um, I it was so wonderful to see it again, and to, you know, uh, and I was really happy with what I'd done on it actually, because it seemed so long ago before, and I and you know, and I'm been familiar with the theme, and I I sort of, sort of kind of I'm the kind of person that sort of kind of dismisses stuff that I've done <laughs> in the past, but but actually, you know, I was I was I was sort of proud of it because I think I, I thought it it sort of it worked. And my experience of working on it was that I was, um, I had just had my first kid and, um, she was probably, yeah, she was about four or five, five or six months old, I think. And, um, Doug McGrath had asked me to score it and I said no, because I thought I'd just stay with her. Um, but I found it really, really difficult not writing music. And, um, so then I went back to him and said, yes, I will do it. And, uh, I remember I, I you know i had so, so I had this really really tiny baby, and I had to go to work and then I had to keep breaking to feed her and that kind of thing um so it was it 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 was it was delightful and um and uh but but it was quite hard because i had i was a, you know I was a young mother and I had a really really you know baby
0: um, yeah. So, and that's yeah. something nobody really talks about is that, you know, composers have to juggle family life, personal life, and you have the longest working hours of any profession, you know. Uh, have you gotten, has that gotten easier throughout the years? Have you learned to manage time better as you got deeper yeah, into your no, career? No, no,
1: I mean, Obviously, it's much easier now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. They're, they're grown, grown up. Grown up. <laughs> they're, they're, they're grown,
0: so it's fine.
1: Um, yeah, no, no, it, it, it's fine. It, it You know, it is a really demanding job. Mm-hmm working on a film, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it, there's, there are often, um, you know, picture cuts, it's it, it, it sort of, it's guaranteed that, that, um, you know, there are going to be pushes and like real sort of like pressure. And, and it, it's really how you handle it. Um, and, um, I, I'm someone who's um, sort of overly, well, not overly, but I, but I, but I, I, I always want to, um, super organised. So I'm always making schedules and making sure I've got enough time to do this, and I sort of spread it out so that I know that I'm going to be okay. Nothing is worse than um, um, not being ready. I've right. never had that. Actually. I know. So that's stressful. So um, you know, I just do longer <laughs> um
0: So going back to your to your Oscar win, I do want to point out, you know, how significant that was for being the first, you know. A female composer winning an oscar and of course the next year Anne dudley took one home but then we had a you know over a two-decade drought till Hildur Guðnadóttir doctor just you know recently won for for joker you know and of course oh yeah it's a beautiful score and she's she's such a lovely person i love i love i love hilder um but just looking at the you know it's it's been such a male-centric industry for its entire existence um and then you've been in this you're, you're a veteran composer in this industry i mean how has how has it changed i guess for female composers from when you started till now and uh, are we on the right track or, what, or is progress being made
1: um you know i i i'm not an
0: expert on
1: on you know what's exactly happening i mean i don't think i i think representation isn't good still yeah i do know that um a lot of uh, that a lot of very fine female composers are out there who, and I know that a lot of, um, you know, the, the, the graduate film composition, um, training programs, um, attract a lot of, of female composers who are really, really good. And I think, you know, more and more, the, the more and more they, you know, sort of press at the wall, it's going to fall down yeah. and more and more people are getting breaks. And of course this year was great. Um, uh, having another win. So, um, you know, I think I think it has to get better. It's going to get better. It can't. It can't not get better. It's just. It's just so slow. Very. It's, extraordinarily slow. Yeah, yeah. and I think. I. But I. But I'm. I'm. I'm an optimist, and I think. Um. You know. I. I, I think, all the signs are that it's changing.
0: Yeah. I, I mean. I think it's. It is. I agree with you. It's one of. It's. I see changes, but it's still very slow. I think the representation, the numbers are still very low. But um. Yeah to see, you know, Hildur take the stage and after a twenty year drought and, and that it was it was, it was refreshing. Really yeah.
1: Really, really
0: cool. Yeah. <laughs> um so I wanna to move to um uh your 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 solo album, Ask the River, which is just a beautiful beautiful project and a beautiful album. And I listened to it from start to finish and it I mean it took me into my past and I was reflecting on my childhood. I was reflecting on my it just took me my mind. I was happy. I cried. I know it was it was heartwarming. It felt nurturing. But it, so t- talk to me about your inspiration for this album and where did it come from?
1: Oh well, um, gosh, it's um, the inspiration. Well, is really listening to listening to um, the natural world. Mm. wanting to be in it it's not it's not a it, it, the the album isn't really a description of the natural world it's more about the essence of actually being in it so you know what it's actually like to be, sort of sit in amongst the branches of a tree and look up at the leaves and that kind of thing it's sort of so it's, it's sort of a response but um i'm i'm very um i'm very interested in environmental issues and mm. you know the natural world and um you know, I don't feel that we're separate from it, and I think that we have become very separate as a world. You know, we live in cities, so many of us, and um, uh, and we, we, it, it's clear that we've lost our connection to, to um, nature. Not everybody, obviously, but but and so, you know, this was very much. It's not. It's, I, I'm not doing anything. I'm not preaching with it at all. But it's a. Right. It's a. For me, it's a, a response and uh, to to that question, and and wanting to listen to um, the earth and you know what would ha- what, what it wants to say to us. So, what do they want to say? What what do the trees want to say? What um you know what and and you know so it's an invitation to be reflective, I guess, on um on you know the world that we live in that, yeah. that we live and breathe with. That we're part of um, so it's that and um you know it, it sort of started and it uh it, it started off and then i uh you know i was I was asked to do an album, and um sort of like when I had a, a a sort of bunch of about six pieces and then then there was I sort of kind of meandered my way through um you know what felt like until it was a body of work of of pieces that I thought no this it's there now it, it's there. But, i was you know i was, I was interested in um you know I, I was i was interested in in um letting um as it were nature sort of flow through me in 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 my writing. It's very hard to talk about um writing mm-hmm. you know right writing something like this album off the river because it's it's not a film it doesn't have a plot you know and, and it's really hard to talk about music. Um, it's, it's 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 uh because it for me it's it's instinctive it's it's uh it's it they're not words
0: it's hard to put put into words absolutely so yeah, that's why that's what music is there for <laughs> what you can't yeah, say in words <laughs> yeah, exactly. but I mean it must have been freeing to not have a a picture to lock to or a director giving you notes producer giving you notes was it a freeing experience.
1: Yes, it was. It was very freeing. Um, It was freeing. I was, um, you know, I was my own author completely entirely. It was up to me if, um, you know, I wanted to change something or, or, you know, it was up to me. I was my own barometer of of what, you know, what I was doing. I would say it's quite hard. Um, It's hard to to get things from yourself utterly. Or... uh, it, 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 it's a different, it's a different thing altogether. Um, uh, certainly, to, to sort of settle on on pieces and thinking, oh no, this is where it's going. And so, I found myself lost a few times. Um, but i was lost on films, frankly, a few times here and there too. So it's the right. same thing it, it, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's different. It's different. It, it's very liberating. I have to say that it really is. It's very liberating because you know I. I played on it, you know. I, I I I worked with um fantastic cellist um called Caroline Dale and a wonderful violinist called Cleo Gould, um you know who, who came and played with me on a couple of few, few pieces, which was great. And you know it was it was it wasn't is exciting to feel that it's it's entirely mine, you know. Yeah. Obviously their bits were theirs, um and they also elevated. You know, with their, through their performance, what they gave to the pieces was incredible. Um, but it's, uh, so, so it's, it's lovely. It's lovely to
0: to have done it. Um, how long did it take you from start to finish? It took me about a year. A year?
1: I, I had um, it. May, maybe you know, may, maybe a year and a couple of pieces that might have been outside that by a month or two. Mm-hmm. You know, and during that time, I um, I did do I did do um, a couple um, other projects. Right. Of it, sort of fit in the shop. So, but that was my
0: main focus. But is, it, it must be so rewarding, though, to look back at it and just have like that finished piece, you know, right? There. It is. It is. <laughs> well, congratulations. It's such a beautiful piece of work and accomplishment and uh, a beautiful album experience. I mean, it's just the way it flows.
1: Thank you so
0: much. Thank uh, you. Um, So I do like to, I want to close off. I love uh, asking this question. It's just a fun question. But um, if you could pick any other profession on a film that, you know, you could try out for one movie, whether it's a set designer or a cinematographer, director, is there anything that you'd maybe like give a, give a crack at? Anything that intrigues you?
1: Well, you know, I know I'd be a terrible actor.
0: I know I would be.
1: So that, that fills me with dread and fear. (laughs) What would I like? Ooh, um, Camera person would be interesting. Yeah, yeah oh. I would do that.
0: That's a good I'm answer. <laughs> yeah. It's a great answer. Well, I see. I see that maybe before we go, I see you're sitting by your piano here. Do you, would you mind sharing some some things with us? No,
1: I'm really happy to. I I, I, I um I'd be happy to. I'll play you a piece from Off the River. This piece is called A Gift. Yes. Um and uh, yeah, it's one of the
0: yeah. I'll, I'll play it to you. Okay? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I hope you
1: can, ah, uh, is that okay? Can you see it okay?
0: Yeah, it looks perfect. Okay, good, all right, great, great. <laughs> so thank beautiful you.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you
0: Excuse
1: my piano it, it's been in lockdown for a long time it needs a bit of a tune
0: oh, it sounded good to me so. <laughs> good. Uh, um, Rachel thank you so much for, for chatting today it's been such a pleasure to, to pick your brain and, and hear your, your side of your stories and everything so uh, thank you so much for your time
1: no not at all it's been a real pleasure you talking to you